Welcome, everyone. I have a very fun episode for you guys in Max Sports, bringing you NFL content Monday through Friday, five days a week. I have a fun topic I want to share with you guys. I'll word it this way for you. When I view NFL quarterback prospects, I think to some fans who maybe haven't watched the college scene as much, They hesitate towards necessarily agreeing or liking the decision to go with a quarterback prospect, someone that hasn't even proved themselves at the NFL level yet. I want to break down the top four guys who should become household names for anyone that wants to be a real NFL fan this offseason. Maybe you're a fan of a team that has the top pick in the draft like Carolina, but you don't really know much about college football. I want to go through the top four quarterbacks, explain why they're there, explain their best traits, how I see them, then go along to think of what their future could necessarily be, where could they go. I think this is a great topic because it is timeless, as you can enjoy this you know, anytime throughout the uh, offseason. we got a long way of going, so why not provide the content that you could enjoy any day of the week. On top of it, though, The reason why I really want to do this is to help teach the individuals that don't necessarily watch college football, that don't understand why people get mocked in drafts. Why are these names the popular ones? I'll be breaking down my four top prospects that have been in first-round draft boards all season long, explain where they came from, their story, and kind of help you guys understand why, who these people are. Tell me what you thought about this uh, Thought about this topic is in the comments. But with that being said, we're going to get underway. So let's get it started with who I think is the household name, if you would know any of these players. And that will be Bryce Young. Bryce Young was a highly touted high school player coming out of California. He decided to decommit from USC and actually go out and start his collegiate career at Alabama, where he sat a year, then played two. He is a very, very promising prospect. He's obviously going to be one of the top picks upcoming in this draft due to the fact that he just has that it factor. And I'll explain everything that he's really good at in a sec. He won a lot of games at Alabama, and for those who do not know, Alabama is the equivalent of, like, the dynasty Patriots of college football. So many players. If you play at Alabama, the chances of you being a pro player are huge. They are a football player factory. And in recent years, they've really been able to develop into a quarterback factory as well. While not everyone finished their career there, they've put several quarterbacks into the NFL, including Jalen Hurts, who spent a couple seasons there before transferring to Oklahoma. They had Mac Jones. They had Tua Tagovailoa. And probably the most accomplished out of them all in college, but they had A.J. McCarron, who just fell a little bit short when it came to his NFL career. It looks like the next in line is Bryce Young, and if you look at how those Alabama quarterbacks have all turned out for the most part, they all are still very young and pretty promising, and I think Bryce Young is the next in line. I think he is the top prospect in the draft. I think he should be the most desired one. I truly do not see a flaw in his game when it comes to his ability to throw, 
his accuracy, his ability to scramble. He's a good athlete. Here is his issue. He's very short. He is the shortest if he goes, which obviously is going to happen. If he goes for in the first round of the draft this year, he will be the shortest and the lightest quarterback ever taken in the first round. This has concern for some people, and to me, this is probably the only concern I have for Bryce Young. I think everywhere else, I would consider him, like, you know how there's, like, regular M&Ms, and then there's, like, the fun size mini M&Ms? Or I guess that's with every candy, to be honest. That is Bryce Young, but at Patrick Mahomes. When I make these comparisons, I'm not saying this person will have the same career. What I'm saying is I'm seeing similar tools. I'm seeing a smaller, maybe slightly more mobile version of Patrick Mahomes. He has that ability to, when plays break down, you know, escape the pocket, run with the ball, maybe throw on the run, and still have precision accuracy. This is something that not a lot of the other prospects necessarily have in the draft, and it's hard to find. I've seen other guys that have first-round draft grades that are established passers in this uh, in this league that do not have the kind of throw-on-the-run ability that Bryce Young has. Personally, as a prospect, I like him more than other recent quarterbacks that have gone first overall as a prospect. Think of other names like Baker Mayfield. I like Bryce Young more. Kyler Murray is a prospect. He was a very good athlete. I think he's a better athlete than Bryce Young, but as an overall quarterback, I like Bryce Young more. Again, people will always look at the height, but in his time at Alabama, he only had a handful of passes really swatted down at the line, and his ability to throw over the offensive line never was really an issue, which is something that is an issue for some smaller quarterbacks. I didn't see this with him at his time at Alabama. He was very accurate over the middle of the field. Again, the only thing that might worry me is his size and his frame. He is small. I do worry about what could happen to him if he does take some big hits. With that being said, though, I do believe, despite my last mock draft having C.J. Stroud, I believe that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the draft, and I believe he is deserving of going number one overall. If you disagree with that, I think that the best prospect to necessarily rival that might be C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is the other big school, prestigious, touted quarterback talent coming out of Columbus, out of Ohio State. I think that he is a very good passer. He, I will explain what necessarily I see with his game. I have seen a lot of C.J. Stroud as someone that has grown up in Big Ten country. Honestly, I think that Ohio State, this is a double-edged sword here, though. Ohio State's been the only real school in the Big Ten to put NFL quarterbacks in the league over recent years. The only thing with it, though, is sometimes they have the ability to bust. Let's look at some of their recent ones. I think Justin Fields is still a proven prospect. You don't know what the future of his is really at. We know what happened with Dwayne Haskins recently, but that didn't have anything to do with his on-field issues. For those who don't know, he tragically passed away, I think, two years ago now, unfortunately. But in his time as a football player, 
I think there were a lot of worries for some people about his ability to be a long-term starter in the league. Another one was Cardale Jones, a guy that led the Buckeyes to their last national championship, coming off of the bench. He was a third-string guy there, but earned the starting role. A lot of people saw him as a first-round talent, but immediately had no potential playing in the NFL. Now playing, I think he's now playing in the XFL for the DC Defenders. But (laughs) they have had a bad track record with quarterbacks. I... This is something that some college football fans do where they always see the touted quarterback coming from some schools. Here's a perfect example. Until Justin Herbert showed up, Oregon quarterbacks, that's where he went. A lot of Oregon quarterbacks would be you know, freakishly athletic and have a lot of potential and could run and throw. Marcus Mariota, for example, the flying Hawaiian. But they just never transitioned to the NFL well. And that kind of labeled Oregon as that school that, yeah, they always have the cool, flashy quarterback, but they actually don't do anything that matters. Another one could be USC. They have a lot of names, and while they've had some established quarterback prospects, they always have a ton that just flame out. Matt Leinart, Matt Barkley, Sam Darnold. They just always have names that never seem to just – really do much when that when they really get to the next level and sometimes that can label a school as a team that just can't get over the hump. that has been ohio state the last couple of years i think stroud has the ability to break that my comparison for cj stroud is maybe a slightly more mobile jared goff now to some people that might not be a very sexy pick to go top overall But I'll explain it to you this way. Jared Goff, I think, is a very solid, above-average starter in this league. And I think C.J. Stroud, out of all of these prospects, could step in day one and be the best quarterback this upcoming draft. Like, day one, he'll probably be the, the best one. I think he has the lowest floor, or the highest floor, sorry, out of everyone. Which means, even if he's not a superstar, I think he'll be a solid NFL quarterback. He's got the size. He can make all of the throws. His biggest concern is sometimes his ability to address pressure. When there are defenders flying in his face, sometimes he doesn't have a great natural natural ability to necessarily pick up that the pocket's collapsing and he needs to make a throw, take a sack, or get out of it. Most of the time when he makes an error, it's due to the fact that he's being pressured. And now, oh, Max, that's every quarterback. What are you talking about? Well, true. Every quarterback usually makes worse throws when they're being pressured. Duh. But when I see his tape, he doesn't really have, like I said with Bryce Young, he doesn't have that ability to really sense pressure, think on his feet, and come up with a new play, you know, while a play is breaking down, come up with a new strategy. I think Jared Goff is a good comparison because similar frame, similar size, good presence in the pocket. And while they can't always establish or uh, sense pressure well, I think if you put him around a solid offensive line and protect him, he will be able to make any throw you are asking for and play at a high level at a young age. 
while again, I don't necessarily think he has the ceiling of other people. I think he has the ability to step in day one and make a contender that you can add veterans around while he's still on a rookie deal. That's why I compare it to a Jared Goff. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl while he was on a rookie deal, and he was able to play good enough for them to win, but also add pieces around his Los Angeles Rams team. So that's why I necessarily look at someone like C.J. Stroud as a very safe pick. I think he could break the Ohio State quarterback curse. I think he's a more uh, talented pocket passer than we've seen from Ohio State quarterbacks in decades, honestly. I think he can make better throws than Justin Fields, Cardell Jones, any of those older Ohio State prospects. I like his ability to sometimes move out of the pocket, but again, he doesn't like doing that often. I think he is a good prospect, though. If he's not going first, I think he should obviously be going second. I don't see a quarterback in this draft that I like over him at, at maybe number one, number two in the draft. That goes to our next name, Anthony Richardson. This is a guy that, if, if you want to know what a wild card is, it'll be Anthony Richardson. A lot of people don't know because he only started one year at Florida, and if you're not a big college football fan, you might not know who Anthony Richardson is. He had a very up-and-down season for the Florida Gators, having some moments where he looked like prime Cam Newton, but also having moments where it looked like he doesn't belong on a football field. I don't know how to necessarily view Anthony Richardson at times, mainly due to the fact that a lot of people are falling in love with him due to his athleticism. He went out for the NFL Combine, went out for the draft, despite having a very average season for Florida. They weren't an elite team. They didn't win a ton of games. He had games where he looked down it, but he also had games where he looked very, very vulnerable and made a lot of bad mistakes. Couldn't see the easy reads. I think Anthony Richardson is the most interesting prospect of this draft. We know who our top prospect is. We know who our safest prospect is. This is the wild card. I think this is a Patrick Mahomes kind of gamble, a Josh Allen kind of gamble, a guy who, I'll say it this way too, a Zach Wilson kind of gamble. Now you're thinking, why are you comparing the mom lover with two other quarterbacks that are building Hall of Fame resumes? Well, they were very similar as prospects. Some of them played at smaller schools, but they had the physical traits, great athleticism, cannons for arm, but necessarily didn't win a ton when they were in college. I think that Anthony Richardson is that kind of prospect, a guy that has to find the right home and then could blossom into a absolute superstar once he gets there. I don't think he necessarily plays like the players I mentioned, I think, honestly, if the best comparison would be is, is Cam Newton. He's a dual threat guy, but he's not like a Lamar Jackson or a Michael Vick. He's kind of one of those dudes that can, you know, run over a linebacker to get a third and short and convert a first down. He's a big dude. He's a freak athlete. I think, honestly, as an athlete, he's better than Cam Newton. While I don't think he's as polished as a quarterback, I think if he falls in the right hands, he is a guy that could do some damage in the NFL. 
I think he's a guy that you need to develop behind, similar to what happened with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people forget this, but neither of them started right away to start their careers. They had to wait behind backups, and then when the time was right, then they got a chance to play. On top of it, those two, Allen and Mahomes, had very established teams around them. Now let's look at another example. Zach Wilson was thrown in day one as a starter while looking very raw at times. This is one of the concerns I have for Richardson that I also have for Zach Wilson. While they can make the crazy highlight play, the meat and potatoes plays, the five-yard out route, the easy screen pass, hitting the running back while he's running forward to gain momentum, those small plays add up because at the end of the day, you're going to be doing 20 of those plays more than the one highlight play. So you can hit one home run, but if you're batting 110, that's not acceptable in the majors. It's not. And that's the same thing with football. He could have his one pretty highlight play that makes the Sports Center top 10, but if he's also throwing three interceptions and fumbling the ball, that's not going to keep him in the NFL very long. I like his ability, and I think he is a very interesting prospect. He might be my favorite one to see the future of out of these four. The thing that worries me is that he's so raw. He has so much to learn in the game. I think that he needs to sit at least one year. Then we get to see what he is. I wouldn't necessarily want to draft him super high if that's the case, unless I already have an established team. I look at teams like maybe the Seattle Seahawks or the Detroit Lions who could stash a quarterback like him, develop him under the system, and then let him dominate with a real contending roster as opposed to making him the future of Indianapolis or Houston. I want to know what you guys think about Anthony Richardson. I think he's the most, again, polarizing quarterback probably in this draft due to the fact that he could be the best quarterback or we could all wonder why he was drafted in the first round. And we really don't know the answer of that until we get to see him play. Finally, I have our last quarterback of the day in today's episode. That is the Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis. Another weird, interesting prospect that I'm a little curious with. Levis started his career at Penn State, and once he lost the job there, decided to transfer to Kentucky, where he then took over the last two years as the starter. He had a great season his junior season, but then struggled this year with his senior year. He led Kentucky to one of their best seasons and Recent history, two years ago, through a ton of touchdowns, amazing team. I think they went on to win nine games. They were a very solid football team with high expectations coming into this year. However, though, they lost a lot of their talent. They lost some alignment. They lost his receivers. Some defensive players moved on, and he struggled a lot this year. He's very similar to Richardson where he has those moments where he makes an absolutely beautiful throw. Then he also has the moments where he makes an absolutely boneheaded turnover to cost his team late in games. While I think it was his ability to be an elite quarterback in college to keep them in games, 
I also think there were sometimes, now again, it is a team sport, but I think there were sometimes due to the lack of talent on the roster, he was trying to do more than he could, and it costed his team when he would fumble the ball or make a bad play. I am a little worried with Levis, too, about his age. Due to the fact that he's transferred, he is the oldest out of these four quarterbacks that I've talked about. I don't like his upside as much as I do with Bryce Young, and I don't necessarily like his floor due to the fact that I think C.J. Strouds is higher. On top of it, I don't necessarily like the fact that he needs a, maybe a bit of time to develop, and he's older than Anthony Richardson, and he's not as good of an athlete. The arm is something that people will fall in love with watching Will Levis play, though. And I think that this stands true. I think he has an amazing arm. I think he fits the mold, similar to Anthony Richardson, of prospects that will be drafted based on potential, not resume. And I understand that. Stetson Bennett has won two national championships for the Georgia Bulldogs and managed to get arrested for being intoxicated in public. Great resume for a college student and athlete. But on top of that, he's only like 5'9 and maybe 100 pounds soaking wet. He's going to be a career backup in the NFL, if that. He doesn't have the arm. He doesn't have the, the upside. And he's very old. I mean, he's pretty much Joe Burrow's age. Last I checked, if I was playing middle school basketball, nobody's giving me a pat on the back for crossing up a couple kids here. So I don't know why we're doing that with Stetson Bennett. Like You're 26, dude. You're playing against 18, 19, 20-year-olds. With that being said, though, back to Levis. Similar thing. He's older, and you wonder if this is a finished product. A guy that can turn the ball over more than you necessarily like, but also can wow you with the arm sometimes. I don't know what to necessarily think of Will Levis. I think he's probably the last really good uh, you know, pro prospect in this draft. I really don't think um, there's many other quarterbacks that I would take with the ability of thinking that he is elite. I see a lot of people comparing him to Josh Allen while he isn't as big. I don't necessarily like the comparison to Josh Allen, even though it's similar I feel like there's always going to be a guy that has a cannon for an arm that can slightly run and be compared to Josh Allen. Who do I know? What do I know, though? I didn't like Josh Allen as a prospect, and I thought that uh, Sam Darnold was the better pick So uh, in that draft. And what do I know? So that was a little, a little dumb. <laughs> but that being said, players that I could see him being similar to a floor might be a Carson Wentz, a guy that, again, if we look at the recent Carson Wentz, a guy that can make an absolutely amazing highlight play with his arm, but sometimes likes to try and put the team on his back when it's not necessary and it ends up costing him. I saw it in Kentucky. I could see it in the pros where you have a lot more opportunities to make mistakes. Another player I could necessarily see it, this sounds stupid because he's more of a backup, but I'm saying play style when it comes to his ability as a, uh, as a thrower, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he has a better arm than him. I think he's got similar moxie and that desire to prove people, I'm going to put this ball where I want no matter, no matter what, and you're not going to be able to stop me. I'm going to get my receiver the ball. 
I also think, though, that, again, like Fitzpatrick, it will cost Levis sometimes. I think he'll have seasons where he probably gets 15, 16 interceptions, maybe, if he's not careful with the ball. I don't think he's necessarily going to be a game manager due to the fact that I don't think he's very careful with the ball sometimes. I wonder, out of all of these quarterbacks, which one are you liking the most, though, as a listener? I'll kind of do a brief description again. You have the number one overall, the chosen boy. You got Bryce Young. You got the safe pick, in my opinion, C.J. Stroud, the NFL-ready guy. You have the project or the wild card. I will say wild card for Richardson because he's more than a project. He is a full-on restoration when it comes to being able to get him ready for the NFL. I don't think he's ready next year think he'll be an elite talent if the right team develops him. But then you have your uh, wild card in in Will Levis, a guy that has shown elite potential at the college level, but elite uh, lack of elite decision-making at times. With that being said, this was our special episode today. I like doing content like this because it's not always this in the news. I like having the ability to really make content that lives on forever. It's not stale once the next news cycle comes out. I want to know what you guys think. It'll be my poll question in this episode. What quarterback prospect do you like the most? Is it Levis out of Kentucky? The Project in Richardson? You got the the safer NFL-ready player in Stroud? Or the chosen one, obviously the good, you know, the Number one guy, but we worry about his lack of height in Bryce Young. Thank you to all who listen. If you enjoyed the content or you think you know someone that would also enjoy it, feel free to share it with them or rate and review this podcast on the service you listen to it on. It would very much help me in my pursuit to try and build this content up and build this brand and also would really help me out and really make my day. With that being said, Thank you all for your time. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.